what an interesting Wednesday, September 16th, turned out to be. First off, of course, was the unanimous vote by the Big Ten chancellors and presidents on resuming conference football for the week ending October 23rd and 24th. Eight regular season games plus one crossover game leading into the championship on December 19th. And then that leads to the CFP selection show on Sunday, December 20th, two weeks later than normal. But the bigger story came in the world of basketball as the NCAA's oversight committee, after a nearly five-hour meeting in Indianapolis, came up with the concept of having a start date of Wednesday, November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. What an interesting time to begin a season. Among some of the keynotes, the regular season minimum number of games schools will have to possibly qualify for the NCAA tournament is 13 Division I opponents. The maximum number, normally it would be 31. Instead, it will be between 24 to 27, depending on if these, you know, mainly the Power 5 conferences end up doing the MTEs which stand for mid-tier events, or what I usually call the sexy matchups in terms of all those great preseason holiday tournaments that usually dot the calendar in the first, you know, the last few weeks of November, spilling into December with, you know, the Jimmy V Hall of Fame Classic and the CBS Sports Classic among such tournaments. But what I found very fascinating is how they're going to try and do the rapid-fire testing. Please keep in mind, your established blue bloods, all the powerhouse schools that have the adjoining hospitals, they have the key funding. They have the means to do the testing and find out who might have caught the virus. They'll know how to self-isolate and quarantine for 14 days based on what the CDC is recommending. All of us do. And of course, there will be always those other interesting bits because many mid-majors, and they've already complained already to a couple of uh, key writers that I mentioned from The Athletic, the very popular sports website where basically they took over where Sports Illustrated left off in the print form. They mentioned basically trying to schedule games against the big boys is going to be awfully hard to come by. Look at their budgets. They're, they're really sinking in the red ever since this pandemic began. And it's just not going to get any better. That's why you're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, fringe sports, you know, the Olympic-style sports that are being cut almost right and left from many different schools. And uh, the likelihood of them returning is pretty much slim and none. But nonetheless, we will hopefully have a season. And there will hopefully be, according to what uh, Dan Gavitt mentioned in his video webinar, there will be a 2021 NCAA tournament. Again, barring any future outbreaks. I put those last few words there in parentheses, barring any future outbreaks. Again, I have some interesting quotes that you can see on my blog. Again, that's at 40 minutes of hoopsfun.wordpress.com. And uh, for those that are on SoundCloud, please welcome, welcome aboard and uh, please take a look at some of my other recent podcasts from the Anchor app and on anchor.fm. But before I uh, remiss here on all those kind of things, it's going to be really interesting to see how these Zoom calls and other phone calls will be mentioned. Because, of course, there's going to be a lot of news regarding how the schools are going to schedule certain games. 
And then if things really work out well, then we'll have the options of the other possibilities of having, you know, their in-season tournaments because I've heard rumors that uh, the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut could be a possibility. Louisville, Kentucky, Indianapolis, Indiana, with there's so many varied gyms in high school and college. That's an also a great spot that could be a bubble site. And, of course, the great success that Orlando has at Walt Disney World with the NBA and the WNBA in Bradenton. So hopefully they'll have some models of consistency and the fact that testing is going on very well and everybody, for the most part, has been following protocol to a T. And hopefully the health and safety and well-being of these student-athletes will take on major importance. There were also a couple other interesting side notes, too, but these were pretty more common sense. There will be no practices or games on Monday and the day of Election Day, which I think is a great idea to teach these people how to vote, since most of them this is going to be their first time. And it's such a critical election in our lifetimes, we're going to need this turnout more than ever. The other small recruiting note, which I mentioned on past blogs as well, the recruiting debt period has been extended throughout the rest of 2020, meaning that they cannot visit any campus All visits will have to be done virtually via Zoom. And that's been the same procedure ever since April. So the biggest takeaway from Wednesday in regards to what the NCA is trying to do, basically we have a roadmap. And that roadmap will hopefully mean there will be a season and hopefully, goodness willing, there will be an NCA tournament. Since, of course, rapid-fire testing is going to be extremely huge. But again, the intentions, hopefully, will be trying to conduct a season like we would normally see. But again, as Dan Gavitt mentioned in a podcast uh, recently, the Courtside podcast by uh, Seth Greenberg and Dan Dockich of ESPN, he has admitted that things can change. So whatever happens on September 16th may not mean the same on October 16th, let alone November 16th. They will have a little wiggle room, unlike what football did in in their, you know, basically um, helter-skelter mode of, oh, let's, we'll we'll figure it out as time goes on, and we'll we'll figure it out, and uh, we'll try to stick stick a good date in, and then we'll see if everything works out for the best. But so far, amongst the ACC, Big 12, and, the, and with the SEC yet to come, there have been a few virus outbreaks. And, of course, on Wednesday, a Florida State had six of their players infected. And Penn State, my goodness, the Penn State Nittany Lions have had 50 athletes test positive. So, in other words, these cases are not going away, my, my friends. And it's just uh, something, again, just to keep, 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 uh, keep in the back of your minds. Continue to practice social distancing, wash your hands, and don't forget to wear your masks. And I I hate to keep harping on this, but I've seen a lot of people not wearing their masks. And that's just one easy way to continue spreading the viruses. And of course, the bigger concern is that second wave, which might be even more lethal than the first, because once the summer season ends and everybody has to be cooped up indoors, the possibility of that COVID-19 coronavirus is going to multiply even more than what you would see in a horror movie with a big monster getting bigger and bigger trying to 
you know, eat on their prey. But hopefully we will not get to that point. Goodness willing. But we'll see, because obviously, as you mentioned, as I mentioned in my blog as well, you'll see there's an asterisk. It just basically means it's all subject to change. But I tell you, this is an interesting watershed type of day, Wednesday was. And luckily, though, after some brief uh, possibility of having the season start on November 21st, the Saturday before, I think they did the right thing. Because with three quarters of students not going to be on campus because of the holiday break, this might be a golden opportunity to help sell the sport. The bottom line is, the only thing that can push them back a little bit are the final Saturdays in college football and the usual eight-ton gorilla on Sundays, that is, the National Football League. But for the most part, every other sport is off. Major League Baseball will be done. The NHL and the NBA are off till at least early 2021 to resume a regular season that ended you know, prematurely thanks to the pandemic. So hopefully we'll see how things go. Continue to check up on your favorite sites, and I will try my best to give you some brief summaries the way I see fit in future blogs. So it might be a while before the next podcast, but I'll try my best to see what I can do in terms of highlighting some key events like September 16th was in terms of that option. But before I go, I wanted to uh, dedicate this blog to a couple of uh, people that uh, one I need needs a lot of help right now considering all the uh, horrific and devastating and tragic wildfires that are taking place throughout the Pacific Northwest and parts of California. In my other full-time blog on uh, BigZBossanovaBeat.wordpress.com, I devote that to all things Brazilian jazz, the most calm and relaxing music this side of the equator. And a couple of um, regular smooth jazz artists I've had the pleasure of interviewing, and one of them is Haley Loren. She's very kind, sweet, honest, and she has a huge social media following in Japan, if you ever take a look at her Facebook or Twitter account sometime. She's just an amazing person. And her music just comes off so beautifully, even with her recent um, Zoom concerts at her home in Oregon. But it's all been taking a back seat in recent days because of those wildfires all throughout the key cities of Portland, Salem, and Eugene. And it may not get better until at least the weekend. With all those uh, frightening images of seeing People's homes burnt to the ground, cars looking like they're in a war zone, and even animals and wildlife out in some areas of the forests, national forests, and throughout that, all those uh, single-lane highways in Oregon, all decimated, gone, and it may take them years to rebuild, not months, but years and as we always keep saying in these kind of you know tragic circumstances, you can rebuild property and things, but you can't replace people. And hopefully the casualties will be kept to a minimal, and hopefully, goodness willing, with that air quality, my goodness, 
I don't know how the people are going to function, let alone try to get groceries while wearing, you know, the regular masks we're supposed to be wearing during COVID. It's just going to be, it's just going to be a major, major issue. And for that reason, along with many other reasons, too numerous to explain, I would like everyone to pray and um, continue to say good thoughts from my good jazz friend, Haley Loren. And we pray for her health. We pray for her safety. And hopefully everything will work out and her help with the volunteers and whatever food and other services they might need so they can have a shelter and a place to hopefully get a, stay away from all this, you know, these horrible, event, horrific events that have decimated most of the state of Oregon. My final personal note is I'm trying to fight back a couple of tears on a more personal level. Early on the morning of September 1st, my great uncle passed away at the age of 93. One of the greatest guys you'd ever want to meet. And he was a World War II veteran. And in the last uh, several years, even though uh, the times when I, you know, began to become friends with him from my high school days all the way up to um, this past uh, July when I last spoke with him, he still sounded good. And he managed to survive uh, a stint with hospice in early 2019. But somehow he began to walk, regain his strength, and he became a fighter right to the end. But no, he did not die from COVID, thank goodness. He just left and kind of felt right in his sleep it was time for him to go. And he joins my grandparents and my father way up in the golden box in the sky, as I call heaven. But I'm sure there will be a lot of, uh, hopefully a lot of good videos and DVDs of his favorite cartoons, The Roadrunner and Popeye the Sailor. And that's the way I'm always going to remember him. Smiling, jovial, very happy and honest, and always willing to talk about Chicago sports. <laughs> So, I will always miss him, and may he rest in peace. So, please take care of yourselves, everybody, and I'll hope to uh, get a chance to blog again soon enough. Remember, you can always leave comments at my blog of 40 minutes of hoops fun.wordpress.com. Again, that's F O R T Y minutes of hoops fun.wordpress.com. And uh, my recent podcast, if you want to go back a little bit, even when I was crying, in March, when the first word came around that the NCAA tournament would not be played, it's all on the Anchor app, anchor.fm, if you're using a desktop or laptop. And again, I linked this podcast to my WordPress blog. Just look for the headline of College Basketball has a start date of November 25th with the asterisk indicating the date may be subject to change. Thank you again for listening. And uh, please read some of those comments and look forward to leaving some comments whenever you get the time and the chance to do so. Take care of yourselves. If you're listening later in the day, have yourself a great rest of the evening. And for those of you in the morning listening, as soon as you wake up on your feeds, please make this a great day. Bye for now. Take care of yourselves and make sure you follow all the health protocols that the CDC recommends.